The following podcast is intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. What motivates you as a role player? For me, it's the same stuff that helps motivate me in all of my life. But what exactly works for you? Hello Rescuers, I'm Che Webster and this is Roleplay Rescue, the podcast about rediscovering our lost roleplaying hobby. Welcome to the show. Hot on the heels of talking about my own vision for the kinds of roleplaying games I want to play came a rush of energy and enthusiasm to go out and make that vision a reality. Of course, being human, with a bold vision comes big doubt. If there is something that I can rely on in life, it's that I cannot rely on my level of motivation. As BJ Fogg, founder of the Behaviour Design Lab at Stanford and the author of Tiny Habits, writes, quote, Motivation is often fickle. Motivation is like a party animal friend. Great for a night out, but not someone you would rely on to pick you up from the airport. End quote. That being said, and knowing full well that focus on motivation is not as useful as most people tend to think, I have noticed that three motivators give me a much-welcomed spike of motivation, which can, for one night only, give me a boost of creative activity in my hobby. This episode, I aim to share those motivators with you, and basically ask you to give me a shot in the arm whenever you can remember to do so. Anyway, this is just the introduction. Let's get into the meat of the topic. This is Season 8, Episode 3. Three Useful Motivators. Two pieces of the great jigsaw puzzle of life are falling into place for me recently. The first was reading BJ Fogg's Tiny Habits, in which I discovered the Fogg behaviour model and realised that focusing on motivation is a pretty huge red herring. Quote, Motivation is a desire to do a specific behaviour, eat spinach tonight, or a general class of behaviours, eat vegetables and other healthy foods each night. Some psychologists talk about extrinsic or intrinsic motivation. No offence to those psychologists, but I found this to be a weak distinction that is not very helpful in the real world. In my own work, I focus on three sources of motivation. Yourself, what you already want, a benefit or punishment you would receive by doing the action, the carrot and stick, and your context, e.g. all your friends are doing it. It turns out that person, action and context are fundamental to understanding human behaviour. The problem, as BJ Fogg goes on to explain, is that we can get some pretty conflicting motivators pulling us in multiple directions. One example, immediately related to role-playing games, is when the group of players at the table with you all want different things. The context is confusing and cluttered with opinion. Someone at the table is threatening to walk if you don't play their favourite game. And you yourself want something more than yet another dungeon crawl. 
relying on motivation to get me to prep and run a game for my friends is a fickle beast. Fogg's answer is to focus not on motivation, but on making the action you are trying to take small enough that you don't need to have much motivation. On top of that, by cunningly linking that small action to something you already do every day, you can build tiny habits that build up your ability to act over time. This worked for me quite well when I was making a map for my Mega Dungeon a few months ago. I would add one room or passage or something, just one thing, to the map whenever I made a cup of coffee. During the 2020 lockdown, that was two or three times a day. I got about five A3-sized maps of dungeon drawn inside about two months. So yeah, the first piece of the puzzle was BJ Fogg's Tiny Habits, and I fully intend to return to that in later episodes when we get to the point where I am ready to build some specific, regular, tiny habits to drive my hobby forward. The second piece of the puzzle came from Barbara Sher's 1996 book, Live the Life You Love. It's out of print, but I found a second-hand copy in a bookshop down south and had it shipped up to me. Cheesy as it sounds, this is the self-help program to silence all the others, in my honest opinion, because it doesn't rely on someone else's program of, if you do this, then you'll get that result. It's not the whole answer, but it is a big piece of the puzzle. Why? Because Barbara Schur, memory eternal, knew that the trick to help people find and fulfil their dreams and vision was to ask the right questions. In chapter one, Schur asks what motivates you. It's a good chapter that I can't get into in detail here, but it culminates in getting the reader to pick up a pen and grade a fairly long list of standard ways to motivate yourself, as if it was a school report card. The list of motivators is simple. Let me share my report card with you, with grades from A to F. I was never much of a fan of the A star, so let's stick with A to F. Shaming, F. Scolding, D. Lecturing, E. Competition, F. Seeking revenge, the idea that you are motivated by getting back at someone or some situation, that's an F for me. Fear, that's a C, because a little fear might get me moving, but a lot of fear gets out of control and paralyzes me. I'm in therapy for fear, remember? Affirmation, i.e. telling yourself positive things, D. Pain drivers, by which she means looking at the pain that the behaviour you want to change causes you and using that pain to motivate a change. For me, it's an F. Spirituality. B. Reincarnation, by which is meant the idea that you're going to get your life right this time so you don't have to come back again. Well, for me, that's an F. Creating my own reality, the thought that obstacles are illusions and shouldn't stop me, that gets a C. Guilt, F. Taking a class, like learning new skills and knowledge in a formal way, that's a D. Praying, B. Dares, F. Positive thinking, an E. Getting praise, A. Rewards, C. Getting help from buddies, A. Starting small, also an A. Setting deadlines, a C. There are probably other ways to motivate, but that's where my report card ran out of ideas. The point, however, is that only three motivators stand out with an A grade. On top of that, seven motivators scored a meaty grade F. 
I am learning to say yes to three primary motivators. Getting praise, getting help from buddies or friends because, come on, I'm English and I prefer the word friend to buddy. Getting help from friends and starting small. I am saying no to seven really unhelpful motivators. No to shaming, no to competition, no to revenge, no to a pain-driven focus, no to guilt, no to accepting dares. And frankly, no, I don't believe in reincarnation. No disrespect if you do. You might be right and I might be mistaken, but honestly, I don't believe in reincarnation. So it's simply not a motivator for me. Your mileage may, of course, vary. The same goes for all those other sources of motivation. You might feel that a sense of shame does motivate you or that self-flagellation is your cup of tea. I respect that me and you are different. The point is that while I do genuinely value that difference, I also have to operate within the reality of what works for me. And what works is simple. I will get a spike of motivation when people praise the things that I do. I will be motivated when my friends gather around me to help and I will be motivated when the challenges that I face can be tackled by starting small. And that leads me on to ask for your help. Are you a player in my games? Actually, given that you are listening to this episode, can I ask if you are a regular listener? If yes to either or both of those questions, then would you consider offering me some praise for my efforts? This is why the Patreon community and the Roleplay Rescue Discord community works for me. The people who are patrons and the people who message me via Patreon or Discord or even other social media and who get into voice chats with me on Discord and who keep coming back to my gaming table, whether real or digital, those people are my motivational allies. They fuel my enthusiasm for podcasting and roleplaying. They help me to spike on motivation and move forward. Without them, I'm a pale shadow of who I can be. Not to say that I can afford to be dependent on that external motivation and energy, but rather to point out that when people praise me, help me, and when I start small, well, then great things can and do happen. What do I mean by getting praise? I mean a specific, focused piece of positive feedback on what I did or said. What did you like in the game tonight? If there was one moment, just one thing that you could point to and say, that there, Che, that thing you did, that made this a good game tonight, then I'm asking you to say it out loud to me. When I nervously ask, are we having fun yet? Or, how was that tonight? I am asking you to tell me that one positive thing so that I can spike the motivation to do more of that one positive thing next time. Cumulatively, you'll be motivating me to do the things you enjoy and make your game better. The same applies, by the way, to this podcast. Is there something you like? Well, damn it, do me a favour and call in to tell me. What one thing that I said, point that I made, question that I asked, what was it that made the show worth listening to? Call in and tell me, will you? That way, you'll be motivating me to do more of that specific thing you like. That'll make the show a better show, won't it? Now, caveat emptor. I might not enjoy doing the thing that you liked me doing, so I might not decide to do more of it. 
That said, you'll know that you gave me a shot of motivational juice that will propel me into returning to the table next time or banging out another episode for the podcast. Give me some praise and you'll know that you're helping me come back. Does that work for you too? Maybe so, maybe not. I just want to put it out there that external affirmation is something that genuinely motivates me. It's the greatest gift that you can give to me. Second only to giving praise is being my friend and helping me out when I need help. I think that's self-explanatory, but in case it's not, here are some examples from recent weeks. Helpful actions at the table include helping me to create pre-generated characters, or maybe non-player characters, helping me stat up monsters, offering questions to prompt creativity, probably before the session, turning up on time to play, being patient with me when my anxiety overcomes my ability to act and run games, checking in on me when I go quiet, knowing when to leave me alone to recharge, and knowing when to talk to me, even when I am insisting that I'm okay on my own. Yes, I'm a complicated human being. Aren't we all? My friends have stood by me through all of this and more. Thank you to the 40 patrons who support the podcast at the time in which I record this, and thank you all to the great players who have stood by me through all of my abandoned projects and failed campaigns, just because you care about me enough to be ready to help. Thanks most of all of all of those players to Ian, who has stood by me for more than 22 years. And thank you to the deeper friends who have invested time in getting to know me and accepting me for who I truly am, not who they hope I will become. Thank you, all of you. I am genuinely motivated by every time you help me when I need it. Thank you. Finally, and this one is for me to remember because it's the one motivator that I can have some control over, I need to remember that in all things, I do better when I start small. Here we connect back to the first part of the puzzle, BJ Fogg's tiny habits. Small, simple, doable actions are far more helpful than grand gestures and big plans. For me, big vision grows into reality through the accumulation of small actions. It's the accumulation of marginal gains that, in days past, helped the British cycling team to greatness. Start small. That's the motivator I can control. Game on. And now it's time for some call-ins. Jay, it's Evil Jeff. Just listened to uh, DM's Diary 58, and uh, after you'd gone back to school and coming back home tired and everything, not wanting to do anything, uh, and I, I was thinking to myself, is it physically exhausted? Is it a mental exhaustion that also physically exhausts you? Uh, and looking for something to do, help out. Maybe what we should do is a power nap. Get home, 15, 20 minute power nap. Maybe you just need some time for your mind to, to shut off for a bit and help it reset to gain back a little bit of energy. I don't know. It's worth a thought when you go back to school in January. Later. Evil Jeff. Great to hear from you, man. Thanks for calling in. Now, patrons who listen to the Dungeon Master's Diary via patreon.com forward slash RPG Rescue. See, I got a plug in there. 
those patrons will probably have heard that clip because it was in Dungeon Master's Diary number 60. And I just thought it was so useful that I would kind of share the comment here. So Jeff, thank you so much for calling in. I just wanted to say thank you. The idea of doing a power nap is actually not to me a new one. It is honestly something I've been doing for a while. I uh, spent some time a while ago now reading about sleep science. And um, one of the things that really helped cement this idea was Daniel Pink's book, When, which is, by the way, phenomenal. But in there, it kind of talks about the need for rest and sleep. Uh, in the course of our day I'm a real early bird I'm up at crack of dawn uh, we get up at like quarter to five every morning and honestly by the early afternoon I'm going to be running low on energy from from about midday onwards I really dip in energy and often a weekend I will just take a half hour power nap um, I actually got Daniel Pink's Nappuccino down uh, absolute pat now so uh, that's you know where you have a cup of coffee and then you go to sleep and because it takes about seven minutes or so, seven and a half minutes for the average person to fall asleep, and it takes about 20-ish minutes for the caffeine to hit your system, if you try to go to bed for about 30 minutes, you'll fall asleep, the caffeine hits, brings you up out of sleep, and you feel really refreshed. It's a really good little technique. The thing is, you're quite right. I don't tend to do that when I come home from work. And, and the reason for that is very simple. I basically tend to come in, they will be arriving roughly the same time, we'll eat, and then I feel knackered and I tend to either bail completely on the evening, go to bed very early, always a bad plan, I'm going to wake up at two o'clock in the morning, or I'll try and struggle through and that usually ends up watching TV or a film or something that doesn't require a lot of cognitive energy because it is... As you asked there, it's mental energy that I'm drained of, okay? So to be really clear, I need to recharge my brain. And you know what? That's a good idea. Why don't I kind of come back and start having a power nap when I get in the evening? It would probably be good to do that after I've eaten, as my energy dips even further. Uh, so maybe it's something I can tack on. Instead of trying to go to the computer straight after evening prayer, maybe I just go to bed for half an hour and then get up and come back and try and do something creative. I don't know, I'm going to give it a go. But thanks, Jeff. It's a brilliant suggestion. Game on. I hope you are enjoying this episode of Roleplay Rescue. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast. You can also find the Roleplay Rescue page on Facebook, join our RPR group on MeWe, or follow me at UbiquitousRat on Twitter. If you want to support the show, you can join the Roleplay Rescue Patreon and gain access to weekly Dungeon Master's Diary episodes and early access to every episode of the main show. Patrons also gain access to the Roleplay Rescue Discord. You can find the Patreon page at patreon.com slash rpgrescue. All the links mentioned here are in the show notes. Thanks in advance for your support. H.A. Jason here. Just listened to episode 801. Really enjoyed it. Looking forward to where you take the podcast. So I want to say, you know, that whole not worrying about the game systems and, and just worrying about the game. I was fortunate enough to play in a game you ran a cipher the other day. And we, we did a little military sci-fi thing where we sold it a tower. And cipher is definitely quite a bit away from, you know, GURPS or any other system. But we still had a great time. It was a great group of, uh, you know, players that were together with a great GM, having a lot of fun. So I look forward to, to where you're taking this. 
And even though that wasn't an ongoing campaign, I, I think that was a great example of not worrying about the system and just playing the game and getting in the story and, you know, that immersive feeling and just watching it unfold like a movie. So it was, which I know you don't like the movie comparison, but it was a good game. Jay, that was a really good interview. Um, I had gotten that PDF of the Battle Lords game several months ago and had read through it and kind of had forgotten about it. And then I saw your episode out today, listened to it, and boy, you brought out so many good points. Uh, again, it was a great interview, but you brought to the forefront a lot of the cool things in that game system that they spent time on that you might not find in other games. It really is very flexible as far as the story you want to tell but uh, again great way to end season seven i uh, hope you had a good christmas holiday season and i hope your new year 2021 is great great feedback there from larry hout and jason Connolly. thanks guys for calling in i really do appreciate it when listeners take the time to drop me a message especially if it's saying nice things so that's an amazing set of uh, comments thank you so so much i'm glad larry you enjoyed the battle lords interview i certainly enjoyed doing it and i found that game really surprising it's something that i kind of want to dip my toe into more as we get into 2021 and jason i'm glad you enjoyed the cypher game we had together and um yeah it was fun and i think you're right it's sort of i learned the basics and we kind of just went at it and uh, it was a lot of fun so yeah thanks so much for calling in oh hang on a minute uh ooh, there's another one from jason let's see what he's got to say H.A. Jason here. Really enjoyed your interview with Chris. Thought it was a great interview. Lots of good information. Very interesting. Even for somebody that's not really deep into GURPS, I think it's well worth listening to. So if anybody skipped it, they should go back and listen to it. Keep up the great work. Talk to you soon. So, to recap on this short but bijou episode... Today, I shared how two pieces of the great jigsaw puzzle of life have fallen into place for me. The first was reading BJ Fogg's Tiny Habits and discovering the Fogg behaviour model and also realising that a focus on motivation is a pretty huge red herring. That said, the second piece of the puzzle came from Barbara Shear's 1996 book Live the Life You Love. In chapter one, Shur asks what motivates you, and she got me to pick up a pen and grade a fairly long list of standard ways to motivate yourself, as if it was a school report card. I am learning to say yes to three primary motivators. Getting praise, getting help from friends, and starting small. I'm also learning to say no to seven really unhelpful motivators – no to shaming, no to competition, no to revenge, no to a pain-driven focus, no to guilt, no to accepting dares, and definitely no to focusing on a hoped-for reincarnation. What works for me, and to be very clear, this is just for me, what works for me is simple. I will get a spike of motivation when people praise the things I do. I will be motivated when my friends gather around me to help, and I will be motivated when the challenges that I face can be tackled by starting small. And that, of course, led me on to asking for your help. So I just want to say thank you. And thanks, of course, as always, for taking the time to listen in. And that's another episode wrapped. I hope you enjoyed it. 
If you ever want to get in touch, ask questions or share your point of view, you can leave me a voice message. Just download the Anchor mobile app, search for Roleplay Rescue and tap on the messages button to leave yours or alternatively, you can record your thoughts on your phone and email the sound file to me directly via hello at rpgrescue.com. Thanks to the Roleplay Rescue patrons who support the show through patreon.com slash rpgrescue. Thank you, all of you, for all of your generosity and encouragement. It means the world to me. Thanks also to you, the listener, for taking some time out of your day to listen to Roleplay Rescue. I hope it was worth something to someone out there somewhere. My name is Che Webster. This is Roleplay Rescue. I'll see you again next time. Game on. Game on.